All right, guys, before we get stuck into today's episode, I want to thank the major sponsor of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast, Unify Health Supplements. Unify have the highest quality ingredients on the market along with the best tasting products. You guys can head to unifyactive.com and use the code DJK10 to get 10% off all products on the website. So that's DJK10 at unifyactive.com to save 10% on all products with Unify Health Supplements. Let's get stuck into the show. I'm Mitch Creek. I'm a, not a librarian, and this is the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. Hey, Mitch Creek. How are you, mate? Fantastic today, actually. The sun's out, so I can't complain. Sun's out, and... Well, the guns are a little bit the out. The guns are I, out. Yeah, it's been training all day, so I had to. Brother, thanks for coming back in. Um, as we were saying this before, I think this is like the fourth time, which is pretty fucking good. Um, I'm not too sure what there is left to talk about, <laughs> but you know, we'll figure out something. Um, but, mate, tell us about uh, how, how you're finding the season so far this year, 22, 23 season. We've got about, what, about a month to go or something like that? Yeah, or well, even less. I think we've got – we have five games to go. Last game's on the 28th of January, currently the 12th of January. But um, – so far, I, th- I feel like, I mean, personally, I feel like the season's gone okay. Um, there's always room for improvement. I mean, I'm so critical of myself yeah. and people have thrown around the whole like MVP thing and I hate talking about it, but it's like, it's funny that people can say that and I'm so critical. Like I, I feel in my head, I'm like, I've got so much more in me. Like yeah. I've got so much in the tank. There's so many opportunities. You break every game down, you break every, you know, compartmentalize everything and it's just like i can do better there's so much more and it's not about playing a perfect game but it's about being critical of yourself and knowing there's so much more Mm. out there on the table to eat and i'm I'm not really eating at all so um personally i think you know i've been okay from where my stands are but as a team uh, our health's been the biggest thing um injuries at the start of the year i had a, a pretty bad injury detached my lateral band off my plantar fascia which was a few weeks before we started which was great yeah it was eight weeks out um that was a three and a half month recovery time frame we got back in seven so that was gave me a lot to work with yeah great um so thanks to you and to (laughs) kerry uh and scott out at uh, lakahi wellness um doing my recovery for me but yeah look so far so good we're in a, a position right now around fourth or fifth with a bunch of other teams where we control our own destiny and that's all you want is an ability to have control over a situation and it's up to us inevitably if we can do it or not. Mate, I saw a stat yesterday, I think it was, and obviously highly unlikely, but potential for all eight, top eight teams to finish on 16 wins or something. I did, I did see that. Outrageous. I don't know what actually has to happen. A lot of crazy shit. A lot of crazy shit. Yeah. But, you know, stranger things have happened. Yeah, they have. Um, you know, Nick Kyrgios just became a part owner of the yes. Phoenix. like. You know, we're going to talk about that. We're going to get you to blackmail him for us to get yeah. him on the podcast. Otherwise, you're not playing. Next yeah, year. cool. Yeah, uh, no, I can, I can hopefully get Nick <laughs> in for sure. Um, yeah, look, I, you never, you never know what's going to happen. It's you know, if eight teams finish <laughs> with the same, it's a percentage battle then. Yeah, and then it's like every bucket counts, and then everyone goes, you know what, twenty point game does it really matter? If they score and it's an 18 point game to finish the game, or does it matter if they have the ball, we're up 20, eight seconds left, we steal it, go down and dunk it, and we're up 22? Mm. Does that matter? People go, oh, that's not basketball, that's not how you play the game. 
Well, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Because that happened. I mean, it's kind of like in the NBA. It's like an unwritten rule, but it happened in the NBA the other week, and I can't remember who it was. It might have been Tazzy and against someone. Brisbane. Yeah, and yep. then a few of the players weren't happy about yep. it. Like, I'm when you look, hundred percent supporter of it of playing right doing it. Yeah, it just yeah. make it's like because it percentage matters. Yeah, true. Yeah, the the end of the season is determined by eight teams finishing, six teams make it, mm. top two go through, three to six play in a playing yeah. tournament. If you don't score those points over, say, four... We've got five games left. Say we have five opportunities to push that lead out by two points more, mm. three points more, one point more. Say it's two every game, 10 points. That could be a percent difference. That means we win, we go through. We don't do it, maybe we don't make the finals. And then make we're finals, all sitting yeah. there with our thumb up our ass going, well, that was a fun season, but we didn't make the fucking finals because we weren't willing... Didn't play the last 10 seconds. To play the, the last, last five 10 games, seconds. Yeah. And we played 39 minutes... And 57 seconds, but we didn't want to play three more mm. because it's morally incorrect. You know, it's morally fucking incorrect. It's not pretty ridiculous finals. though, isn't it? Like you Not would never... making finals pisses me off. Yeah. Rather than Rightly some so. dickhead running down and we foul him and put him on his ass because you don't want him to get him a bucket. Yeah. That's fair enough. I want to win. I don't want you to win. So I'm going to yeah. take every bucket. And if you're too scared to do it, sub me back in coach and I'll, I'll fucking play the last yeah. 30 seconds <laughs> so that guys who are younger or some of the Americans who don't like the rule, you know, whoever you are, it's easy. I'll take up. I'll, I'll be the guy. Mm. Yell at me in the press conference and I'll, I'll tell you what I think, but you're not in my shoes. So yeah, pass me the ball. I'll go and score. You know, you mentioned before, even though you didn't want to talk about it. So that's why I'm going to bring it up again. So you can <laughs> talk about it. Um, MVP, season i reckon but the stats at the moment i think you're sitting at maybe 23 or 24 per game average i think it was five and a bit rebounds and maybe nearly three assists per game it's a fucking very complete all-round season by you up until this point which is awesome i think one of the biggest things that um, people have known you for a long time um would would stand out for most people who have watched you would be the the improvement in your shooting which has just gone through the roof over the last few years in particular um for those that are listening at the moment that you know may have areas of their game that they feel are weaker than the others like can you give us an idea of like the amount of time and effort and and what type of stuff has gone into making shooting a strength of yours now particularly from behind the three yeah i mean it it comes back to the the pure basics of basketball and the fundamentals of the game i coach and do a lot of individual sessions now privately but um every single person starts off their routine in their home programs is form shooting. Uh Consistency in form, consistency in repetition, the meticulous breakdown of, okay, elbow in, guide hands, elbows aligned, follow through, good extension, good snap, good leg extension at the same time, landing 10 toes, facing the basket still, the simple little cues, Uh staying in my shot. There's games where I know you text me and you go, hey, you're falling away. Yeah. And I look back and I miss, I go one of five, make my first one, stay in it bang snap beautiful and you're like fuck that was good and the yeah. next four you be a dickhead and you just <laughs> snap and let it go and you don't stay in your shot yeah and that's the difference mm-hmm. but it's then watching it and understanding it there's you and tyler neville my best mates back in horsham shout out big nev um oh, every game hey man you, you're pulling it your shot yeah you know you're doing this they see it they know it sometimes the coaches and players don't know it but yeah my, my best mates and yourself yeah. included know that yeah because um, we've seen it over and over, over again and over. But it's just, it's doing the work every day. And it seems so simple and stupid for me to stand on the dotted D three feet from the ring and go one, two, knee bend, snap, hold. Mm-hmm. To make five, take a step yeah. back. Make another five all the way up to the three-point line. 
And then it's like progressively lead foot, trail, step back, one dribble, staying, bang, make three, take a step back, take a step back, take yeah. a step back. And then it's like ball handling pickups into your shot. And then I go and shoot, mm -hmm. you know, two ball handling. So my ball handling's on on a, yeah. a good enough string where I can then pick it up from anywhere and shoot the ball. Yeah. Now my ball handling's improved, my conditioning's improved, my strength and endurance has improved, and my confidence has improved because the more you practice over a longer period of time, yeah. the less you worry about, have I done enough work? I know I've done enough work, done thousands of hours. Yeah. So I can trust that. Yes, for sure. But if you haven't prepared for the test, you can't expect to yeah. ace it without having stress. That's where the anxiety comes, yeah. Stress, anxiety yeah. tightens us up. You know, if we don't cope and deal with that on mm. and off the court and give ourselves the perfect kind of preparation or as close to we fall short of expectations. Yeah. And I fall short of my expectations now. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm still doing the work. And the great thing is, and the reason why I actually really like training kids and anyone is because I teach the basics. I watch you. Are you doing it? Are you holding it? Are your feet, your hips, your shoulders? Cool. Are you siding the ring? Are you holding your follow through? I get to watch that over and over. Mm. Uh, you didn't hold it. Feet, shit. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Get your feet right. Do yeah. this. Hold, hold it. Great reps. Awesome reps. Great. Amazing. Keep up. Focus. Focus. Follow through. You do that. All of a sudden, well, now we're, we're talking about perfecting a craft, yeah. perfecting a skill. Yeah. And that's just one of them. But shooting for me has evolved from that, watching guys who just shoot the ball effortlessly. Yeah. And I want to now be seen as someone who's an effortless shooter. Yeah. But regardless of whether I make one or make none, or I, I take them. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm not scared to go 0 of 7 for yeah. a game because I know I'm going to go 7 of 7 straight after that. Yeah. You either make it or miss it 50%. Yeah. And I mean, that's, you know, from, from the sidelines anyway, it's definitely opened up your ability to score everywhere else now as well because now you've got that respective even if you have as you said even if you go over four like people are still having to guard you from behind the line because they know the next one is likely to go in what's the um for those that are listening that maybe like junior players or even even senior players at the moment um what do you like how much importance do you put on training with the intensity that you would be playing in a game because I, I mean you would see it a lot but um, particularly when I used to play, like you'd see a lot of people, you know, practicing their skills, practicing ball handling, practicing shooting, but it's all just trash shots or trash mm. ball handling where there's no pressure, there's no speed. It's not, it's nothing relative to what would be in the game. Like I've been able to watch you since a junior put in just absurd amounts of work and the same level that you're doing now in comparison to what we used to do when we we're in juniors. Like how much importance do you put on that intensity and, and I guess game, game like scenarios? I think ball handling is probably the one that I, I really try and like, I only really work with two balls now. Mm. And then when I'm doing a lot of shooting stuff with coaches, even this morning, shitload of reps, but it's off the dribble. Yep. And it's not just pull ups right or left. It's like ball manipulation. So it's like bounce, pocket, bounce to each foot and you got a one and then it's straight into your shot. Yep. But it's then refocusing on pound, pound, pound as hard as you can into your shot but it's it's the guide it's the follow-through it's the balance it's the rhythm mm -hmm. and then you can start to you know okay well, i'm in a really good rhythm right now and i'm just flowing and yeah flowing and you might make 15 20 in a row and you've got to be like so mentally locked in to mm -hmm. be like yeah it might be 10 15 in a row but i need to keep it doesn't matter at the start of the session how i'm shooting it's yeah. how i shoot at the end of the session yeah um but i think people mistake sometimes I work so hard. That's really good. Look at me. I got heaps of reps up compared to let's do an efficient 30 minute workout. Yeah. 
and quality over quantity yeah yeah there is quantity needed and repetitions for volume shooting to consistently become better yeah you can't consistently grow unless you stack the days Mm -hmm. and it's not doing hey let's just shoot ten thousand shots this week and we're good for a month yeah it's just let's just do 150 makes today Mm -hmm. and tomorrow and the next day and there's seven days now we're at 1100 1200 a week Mm -hmm. you're now at five thousand a month yeah five thousand makes a month yeah Seems like a lot. Yeah. You break it down, it's 150 days. Not too bad. Like, yeah. I can do that. So it's like, can I just chip away at my yeah. goals? Compound it over time. Can I do that? Yeah. And I, I just think that you need to break down slowly and effectively your form shooting, your rhythm, step in, all that kind of stuff. Your ball handling has to slow down, get the skill, then start to push and then push and then intensity and then yeah. resistance and then someone hitting you. And then once you've done your shooting, you've done your reps, you've warmed up, you've worn off some screens and pin downs, whatever it is, mm-hmm. whatever scenario, position you play, hook shots, finishes, play that, go scrimmage. Yeah. One-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-three. You've come down to some sessions. Even yeah. in the preseason, I come back with my foot injury and it was just like everything was great. Shoot, dribble, play. Yeah. Go and play. Learn how to beat your man, your woman, one-on-one. Yeah. doesn't matter. I'll yeah, kick yeah. their ass. Yeah. Find a way to win. Find a way to get a stop. Be relentless. If you're playing against bums, fuck. Scrub the fucking floor with them. Yeah. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? I, it's relentless. Like yeah. relentless in pursuit of learning how to compete and win. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that, you're going to give yourself an opportunity when it gets to a game. I've been doing it for weeks in practice. This shit's easy. Yeah. You know, it's there's less pressure nature. now. Yeah. There's less sure. pressure in the game. This season, you cocked up game number 300. Um, you know, you went pro with the Sixers at, were you 18? 18. 18, yeah. Um, so that's, that's, that's a fucking a lot of games considering the fact that, you know, in comparison to something like the NBA, like the NBL has very uh, significantly less games per season. What emphasis do you put on your recovery? Like, obviously, I know that already, but for everyone listening, like, how much time are you putting in outside of training and games to make sure that, not only are you able to perform, you know, week to week, but also season to season. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it, um, it was Melbourne Float House. Now it's Lokahi Wellness, L-O-K-A-H-I Wellness. Mm-hmm. They've now actually come on board. I was there for three years, like every day or two, like I was doing my recovery in there. Um, it's been a little bit harder this season because our schedule has been a little bit tighter. Yeah. And I've been doing a bit more coaching as more active recovery. Yeah. And my recovery shifted more from going into the centers doing three, four days a week in there to doing two a week in there. Mm. But it's now doing waking up to cold showers. Everything's cold shower, cold therapy. Yeah. Um, when I get a chance, it's two, you know, full body, you know, neck in 20 minute long plunges, mm-hmm. um, breathing, food, water, sleep. Like I bought an Apple watch because I didn't, track my sleep well yeah and i'd be like ah oh, 10 30 is a, yeah good ah uh, lay down watch a movie watch an episode it's 11 30 yeah. i'm up at six yeah fuck seven hours that's not bad it's close to eight now Over i'm the like span of a week yeah now i'm yeah. fucking realizing that seven hours turned to nine mm-hmm. is now fucking 14 hours more a week yeah and then i can have time to schedule plan do more and I've got all this extra time up my sleeve and I feel refreshed and I feel better than I've ever felt Yeah. Um, because I've been on top of things more. Mm. My nutrition is still solid. I don't really stray too far. Like I haven't, I love pizza. I haven't had like 
a big dirty pizza for ages, yeah. you know, garlic bread and a fucking bottle of Coke, and you sit there on the couch and just <laughs> fucking insert a fucking slab of garlic bread and pizza <laughs> and you feel like mud. But I, can't, I'm, I don't even crave that at the moment. Yeah. Like it's more like so I'd rather fun. go and have some nice fresh pasta, have a few slices of pizza and enjoy that. Mm. And now it's more waters at dinner rather than just having a Coke or, yeah. you know, like yeah. I stopped really drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't drink for a few months this season. Yeah. You know, you stop going out. You don't fucking, you know, have a bit of a send on a weekend. Burn for, the candle both to, to 2 a.m. And then you, you were up the next day still at 6 a.m. Yeah. mentality. It's like you're not killing yourself. Mm. Yeah, you don't burn it at both ends. You just let it kind of burn away and just, <laughs> we're all right, you know, but we're yeah. not killing it, you know. You, that first season with the Sixers, um, you know, obviously you're a very driven person and set massive goals for yourself. But like, did you see your career getting to like the stages that you've been at up until this point? Like that first season as a pro, where did no. you kind of see yourself going? Fucking no chance. I mean, like I didn't even think I was going to play professionally, to be honest. I, I really didn't. People go, oh, you've, you've had a really good career. But they look at me where I am now yeah. and they go, that's where you always were. Mm. But you don't understand. Like I, I literally started at the absolute fucking bottom. Yeah. You know, as a junior, I did country champs yeah. for under, under 16 Victoria country. And then there was the Metro and then there was all these other teams. And we did okay there. But then I missed out the following year on a state team. And then under 18's top age, I got picked up with Team Victoria. Yeah. We did, I think, fuck, third you know, didn't win it. And then under 20s both years, you do pretty well. You win two gold medals at nationals. Then you get a chance to go to the Institute of Sport. And I spent, you know, 15 months there, not yeah. even that. And you do a couple of like world champs and stuff. You, you just, you end up just trickling into like a bit of a junior career. Yeah. But there's been a lot of juniors that have never made it professionally. Yeah, for sure. A lot sure. of guys went to college. Um, this is when St. Mary's was a real dominant yeah. kind of Aussie school to go to. And yeah. I looked at that, but... Going to Adelaide, Marty Clark was the head coach at the Institute of Sport. Mm-hmm. He went and became the head coach at Adelaide. And it was like, hey, man, you can go to college and do all these other things. That's great. Look at it. Do it. Have a go at it if you want to. But if you don't and you want to stay here, I'll take you in Adelaide. Yeah. Keep getting better. Yeah. Spoke to some colleges. They just blew smoke up my ass. And I don't know about you, but I'm like yeah. smoke being blown in my ass. So <laughs> um, you know, I'm not sure if anyone listening does. That's your own prerogative. But I'm good. Like yeah. I don't need someone yeah. to tell me I'm good. You know, I don't need someone to tell me I'm this, that, and the other. I just want to be fucking told this is how you can get better. What needs to be this done. This is what we need to do. Honestly, yeah. This is a trajectory we can get you on if you fucking change this mm-hmm. and you work hard. Yeah. You know, and you enjoy it along the way. I was like, fuck, sign me up. Yeah. I did his knee. I came in a couple of months later, started playing, did three years under Marty. Joey Wright comes in. Mm-hmm. Year, and a, year or two under Joey, wasn't really playing a whole bunch in the first year and a half. And then yeah. there was a few injuries. And this is the start of my fifth year yeah. was when I really got a chance with Joey. Yeah. But man, he fucking pushed me. Like yeah. he broke me yeah. fucking mentally, physically. Fuck me. Yeah. He's a bad motherfucker. But he got the best, the best out, of, out of you. Yeah. He knew how to get it out of me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know where I could go, what I could do, how I would achieve it. None of that. Mm-hmm. But he saw it. And that's what it takes. Someone not just to believe in you, but to see the potential and have seen potential in other guys who have maybe made it and not made it mm-hmm. to understand you got what it takes if you fucking listen. Yeah, and put in the work and and respond as well. I think that's, that's always such a good sign of a coach to 
know the effective way to communicate with certain players depending on how they respond. And Yeah. And sometimes you got challenged and you wanted to punch him in the face. Yeah. Sometimes you wanted to wrestle him and drown him in the toilet <laughs> and give him a forever swirly. But you can't. He's your coach. Yeah. Like, you, there's, there's guys that... You're right. You can't do that. You, you can't because yeah. he's going to flog you one and then you're not going to play. You're not going to have a job. Yeah. So it is a bit of that like military mindset of like, mm. yes, sir, no, sir. Okay, sir. Yeah. And that's what I kind of got to. Oh, fuck, I'll do the work. Cool. What mm. are we going to do? We were shooting every day. We were shooting nights, like midnight shooting sessions. Like I fucking couldn't sleep because I was so excited and fucking horny to get better at fucking shooting because yeah. I sucked. Yeah. I couldn't fall out of a boat and hit water. I couldn't stand on the side of a fucking farmyard barn and kick the footy into it. That's how fucking shit I was. It's actually oh, like, fuck. if you've watched my, any of my fucking films when I was younger, I sucked. I was a minimum wage player for the first three or four seasons. I made fuck all money. And it's not about making money, but it's about having a life. I yeah. didn't understand what living was. I didn't know what it took to be a professional, have the mental fortitude, resilience, toughness you needed, mm -hmm. the, the distractions you have. You're like, I'm a pro athlete. How good is this? I made 50 grand this year. My first season, I made thirty grand. Yeah, as a pro athlete, I made thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, and I thought I was, I thought it was the best thing in the world. Yeah, getting you paid know. to play. Fuck, now yeah. you can sign a fuck. You can do a promo for thirty grand. Yeah, and as a high end athlete, yeah. if you know how to talk, communicate, play hard, be, you know, you put yourself in this yeah, position. You, though. you put yeah. yourself in that position. But if I'd figured that shit out five years earlier, yeah, I'd have been there five years ago, mm. rather than where I am now. You know, fourth year with Southeast Melbourne. Yeah, you build yourself a career by understanding, listening to people who are a little bit smarter than you. Yeah, and sometimes you say, "Hey, don't walk in there, man. That handle's on fire because that fucking room's on fire too. So that handle's gonna be fucking hot. Don't grab it." And dickheads just go, "Yeah, sweet," and they fucking grab it and try and walk <laughs> in there. They burn their hand. You go, "Well, dickhead, I told you, don't go in there. It's hot." <laughs> Guess what? He fucking turns around. You walk away. He walks back in there, grabs the handle again. You're like, "Fuck me, mate." <laughs> Stop fucking going in there. Don't do it. And then one day you wake up and you go, ah, oh, fuck. The handle's on fire. It's actually hot. <laughs> no wonder my hand's fucking scalded. But you, it, it, that's what, that's what yeah. learning is. Yeah. It's not about getting it right the first time. It's about making mistakes and making it again. And then the quicker you realize that's not how you fucking do it. Mm -hmm. And it's slow. It's frustrating. It's demanding. It's challenging like physically and then mentally then you add in every other distraction in the world yeah like men women food yeah drinking going out partying you know traveling cars whatever yeah. it is sky like doesn't matter what it is the world then throws you Racing like you've got motorbikes. professional athlete distractions then you've got like life distractions and then you like got you know who you're attracted to yeah. distractions and you're like fuck yeah. <laughs> how am i meant to be good at basketball like i've got so many distractions but if you narrow your focus you have a goal you have someone that believes in you set your priorities right you can fuck you can squish it into an yeah. alignment and go that's where i need to that's go it. Yeah. and i can pluck some fruit off the trees on the side of the road as i go but i can't veer off stand under the tree for a few days because then i i just fuck myself yeah i'm in trouble and then you know, you, you're like slippery slope I, when you I get gave, to that point. Yeah, I gave up a week of really good effort and training because what I wanted to go out stand with the boys. Under, you want to stand under a tree and get some fruit? Yeah, like fuck, I love a good piece of fruit. <laughs> but I hate fucking not getting better too, and I hate getting into a game and realizing that I fucked that was I fucked up. Yeah, two weeks ago I I I didn't do this, so 
this is it. That's why. And my mind will tell me mm. that's why you fucking, that's why you suck today. Yeah. That's why you couldn't make a shot in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Because of the drinks you had last yeah. week. Definitely. You know, and that's where I've like, nah, really no, I don't have yeah. that now. Yeah. I don't and have that issue. And it's obviously, obviously paying off and showing you for anyone who doesn't know, obviously you spent some time in the NBA, which we've obviously spoken a lot about. And um, I believe while you were over there, might have been over when you were there with Brooklyn, we we actually jumped on a, I think we did a Zoom pod or something like that, but it would have been short between games or something like yeah. that. But um, tell us a bit about, uh, about that experience for the listeners who haven't um, kind of heard about it much before. I mean, I think a lot of people would probably just like to, to know like the experience of like, you know, pre-post game, the travel between games, like yep. the, the experience <laughs> of being on court with guys that you've probably idolised and watched your whole life. Um, yeah. There's such a, a step up in, in standard and also I guess the example of the standard of people around you and the standards they set for themselves kind of allowing you to see what else is, is it out there for you if you're willing to go to that level. I think the biggest thing I learned pretty quickly was there's so many unrealistic expectations when you go there and you get distracted so easily. Like guys getting paid millions and tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. And you get paid like 30 grand to be in the G League. And yeah. then I went I went over, did a training camp with Brooklyn Nets. It's called an Exhibit 10. Yeah. You do training camp, you get paid anywhere between $0 and 50000 yeah. for the training camp, which is like 12 weeks. And then you have, if you don't make it, you can go and play in the G League team, which is 30 grand mm -hmm. US over six months. Yeah. That is common knowledge. Yeah. Everyone's NBA salaries is common knowledge if you Google it. Yeah. You know, a 10-day contract's worth about 60K. Yeah. And then you have two-way contracts, which used to be about 250. Now I think they're up close to about half a million. Yeah. Um, and then obviously minimum wage is about 900,000. This is all US. Yeah. So as a like, fully contracted that's player. That's a fully yeah. contracted player for a yeah. season. Now I went over there on Exhibit 10. You get paid whatever they're going to give you. They might like you. They might give you 50 grand. They might yeah. think you're a dickhead. Give you nothing. Yeah. Cover your accommodation, food, and that's it. Then piss you off. Yeah. And you go and play G League. So I didn't make didn't make the team in the camp. Um, didn't expect to, but it was a good opener because I was yeah. with a full Brooklyn squad. Got your foot in the and door. And it was yeah. like five guys. Um, and then I went and played in the G League, spent four and a half months there out of yeah. the five or six in the season and we did a really good job we were the the conference champions um we had the most wins we had a really solid team but we played a really great brand of basketball just before you get going i was gonna ask that like because there are particularly in the g league you've got guys who are borderline making nba people trying to get to that next <laughs> level was that an issue at any point in terms of like people trying to play for themselves because like obviously yeah. the team wants to win but at the same time individually everyone's out there to get their spot get everyone their like a lot of the teams i always heard was like oh man you're gonna hate the g league like fuck everyone's selfish as motherfucker and yeah like, oh yeah we'll see and then you get there and you're like holy fuck yeah <laughs> these guys are wild man yeah like, they all thought they were bloody steph curry shooting that thing sometimes yeah but we had will weaver was our head coach yep. who's obviously coached in australia and sydney the national team yeah with the, the sydney kings, kings yeah. yeah over in paris at the moment yeah um shout out um will weaver but the thing is like we got that group together early enough and we said this is how we want to play you want to play piss off yeah and he gave me the reins to it a little bit as a bit of a, a leader and a captain almost and said hey you can help steer the direction but you're going to have to earn their respect because yeah. you're the white Aussie. Yeah. <laughs> you're not the, you know, you're Who's not Michael Jordan. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And with a team full of Americans and one or two Euro guys, yeah. it was like I had to t kind of go and play myself into a leadership role where I could demand respect from people yeah. to say, hey, 
you didn't dive on the loose ball. We don't dive on loose balls, man. We dive on fucking loose balls, bro. Yeah. Like that's what we do. So I spent all this time in the G League. We have such a great record. And during that time, I was like, cool, I might hopefully get a 10-day call up. My agent's telling me, yeah, yeah, you're going to get it. Now we're living like in a old kind of Hilton rundown hotel. Yeah. You know, like it wasn't glitz and glam. Yeah. We were in Long Island, which was a two-hour drive east of New York, Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, there was not a lot of fruit under the tree, man. Yeah. Like you were in a very cold place. Yeah. Like minuses, snowing. Fruit wasn't in season. It was not in nah. season. There was no leaves <laughs> yeah. on the trees. Um, we had a Mall of America, which was a couple of kilometers from home. Didn't have a car. You just didn't have a way to get yeah. around really. Like it was yeah. really tough. It felt like you were back at the Institute of Sport. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're like, well, shit, and the season's coming up in about a month or month or two. Like we want to try and, you know, hopefully get a gig. What's going on? Speak to the team. Yeah, you know, we're going to get, he's going to get one, he's going to get one. That went on for like, fuck, months. Like you're yeah. going to get one. It got to the point it was so mentally challenging because you are working your ass off every day. Mm -hmm. And then I was one of those guys because I did the Exhibit 10. I was with the big, oh, the bigger guys. It's essentially VFL, AFL if you yeah. if you understand footy. So mm -hmm. we were the VFL side basically. Yeah. And I was training against the AFL guys like the NBA dudes, mm -hmm. Kenneth Fareed, D'Angelo Russell, all these yeah. guys who were injured, Karis Levert, who are superstars of the league now. I'm like the injury guy that they'd be like, hey, Creaky, come down. We need to work you out. Cool. Brooklyn Nets would send a, 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 a private car. They'd come pick you up. You'd train in the morning with Long Island. You'd have lunch. You'd get in the car. You'd go and work out with those guys yeah. for Bro in Brooklyn. And then you get in the car and you drive all the way back. And you get back yeah. in the evening and you're like, fuck. Yeah. The next day you might do it again. Yeah. But you go to Brooklyn first, then you go to Long Island second, and then you got a game that night. Like it was, it was a hard schedule. Mm -hmm. Physically, it was really demanding. A lot of games, like 50 games yeah. in that period. Um, then you're still doing- In the G League. Yeah. And yeah, you right. still got preseason and you got trainings and all this other stuff. And it got to the point where I was like, we have a chance to go to Europe. And we had to make the call. We said to the team- Where's in you my agent, and your mate? So yeah, Mobile yeah, yeah. Sports and I kind of made the decision like, look, we need to make a decision. Mm. We've got some stuff in Europe where, now you remember like you get 30 grand for six months. Yeah. It was like two grand like a, 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 every two weeks. Like yeah. it wasn't a lot. Like yeah. look, a thousand dollars a week is great. Mm -hmm. Came from very, very little. Yeah. But you understand in the grand scheme of things, it's not a lot of money. Yeah. And you could go to Europe- and be on a mediocre team and make 20,000 USD tax-free a month. Yeah. Minimum, yeah. like, end. You know, good players are going to make in 30, 40, 50, 60 grand a month. Months, yeah. Tax-free USD, like. Yeah. And you got to play one good season in Europe to go and get that. Yeah. So I was like, shit, maybe that's a really good idea. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I really want to, I think I'm good enough to do yeah. this. We get a call literally like two days later and we're about to go on a, like a West Coast swing and play like 11 games in like two weeks. Yeah. And I get a call and they're just like, hey, man, um, you pack your bags? Yeah, man, we're ready to go tomorrow. Like, this is at 10 o'clock at night. He's like, all right, man, well, you uh, you might want to unpack, bro, and you might pack some stuff for Brooklyn because you just got signed to a 10-day. And I was fuck. like, what the fuck? I was <laughs> like, heck, it's this. And you, you, you realize that everything just like, unlo like unloads. Like, you didn't realize how much stress and anxiety – and pressure you were hanging on to and i just erupted into tears and will weaver was the first first person who called me and then it was matt riccardi and trajan langdon who were the the gms of the the g league team and the yeah. brooklyn nets and man i was just got on the phone to my family there's like eight people on facetime yeah. like ball my eyes out trying to be like oh, <laughs> like 
the next night we ended up playing against the New York Knicks, you know, on our home floor yeah. and it was what a first game fucking too. sick. Like it was to, to know that you, regardless of what it is, whatever contract it is, it's the one thing that no one will ever take Yeah, is knowing that you were enough. And yes. everyone wants to feel that in their life in yeah. some way, in a relationship, yeah. in work. Regardless of what you're talking about. It doesn't about, matter. Work, oh, it's yeah. like, are you enough? Yeah, yeah you are. And yeah. when someone proves that by loyalty and, and giving you an opportunity or whatever it is, uh, it, it's 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 everything. And that was when the roof for me, I thought I was there. And that's where the roof was like, nah, I'm fucking, whoop, I'm straight back yeah. up here. And I was like, oh, okay, I got so much more. Yeah. I became a kid at learning and and trying to progress and mm-hmm. felt like i was in a bit of a rut for a year or two but i was like that just yeah blew the roof off and, and my development went skyrocketing from there what was it uh i mean fuck i can only imagine like how crazy the feeling would have been it would have felt like you were fucking walking on clouds but what, stepping onto the court for that first time i believe the first point you got was like off a free throw yeah I think it was. You one got of the, subbed in for free throws. Yeah. So yeah. one of our guys drove to the ring, got fouled, hurt his shoulder, got taken out. The yeah. Back. And how that works is the opposition coach gets to pick a player to shoot the free yeah. throw. <laughs> our coach had told us, hey, brother, don't even worry about really tying your shoes tonight. Soak it in. Relax. We've got a game tomorrow night on the Tuesday. So this is Monday. You've got a game Tuesday in, in uh, Boston. Yeah. So um, just enjoy it. Take it all in. You know, so I'm sitting there doing fuck all like <laughs> and if you've ever been to an nba game that shit goes forever yeah it ain't the nbl like that shit takes forever yeah timeouts are four minutes not one yeah. tv timeouts every fucking two minutes <laughs> everything and i'm sitting there cold as shit stiff as and then like creek i like look up and he's like you come on and i'm like what <laughs> oh, the fuck <laughs> are you doing i'm trying to rip my ripaways off which i've never worn ever <laughs> didn't know how to like you've seen the ripaways all the buttons <laughs> You try, they're hard to get off. Yeah. And uh, I run down and he's just like, you got, you're shooting a man. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, i got to shoot these free throws. Yeah. And I didn't know what the rule was. I thought our coach picked me and I was like, what a fucking legend. Yeah. <laughs> and it was the other op- opposition coach. And I was like, you're a dickhead yeah. looking back. But I went up, I clanked my first one. I was so nervous. I was like, this is my opportunity. Yeah. And everyone went crazy in the stands because they knew it was my first game. That's they all epic. knew I wasn't going to play. Yeah. <laughs> And I made my second one and got sub straight back on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was awesome. The guys were incredible. They were so pumped for mm. me. I was so emotional. I was sitting on the bench in tears, like just like this is so surreal. Yeah. Um, but the coolest thing was then understanding like after the game, they're like, hey guys, you're gonna come straight back to the facility and change and then go to the airport. We have a private jet taking us straight to Boston and we're gonna play it tomorrow night against the Boston Celtics. And I was like, Huh? Like, yeah. Not, not Jetstar? We're going to take a jet? Not, yeah. Yeah. not Rex? Like, yeah. How good is this? Um, like full lazy boys, steaks, whatever you wanted. Ridiculous. Guys are gambling, playing. Like I was like, this is so surreal. What That's the fuck amazing. am I doing here? Like I don't belong here. But yeah, it was like, it was the realization after a few games, like the first game I actually played in mm. Boston, like I think I had like six or seven points. Yeah four or five rebounds, a few assists. Like, you know, I was playing. Yeah. And I played a couple of days later and that was against Aaron Baines, which yep. was actually really cool. I got yeah. to play against Bainesy uh, first game. Uh, but now, you know, a couple, couple of days later, I go to play and we're playing against Giannis Antetokounmpo on the Bucks. Yeah. Got to match up against, you know, him for 15 to 20 minutes. Got to play against him. 
you know, you're getting some floaters, you're knocking down like cool passes. I threw like a behind the back pass, kind of look away on the break and one of the guys got a layup. Like, you know, you're playing. Surreal, yeah. You're like, this is sick. Got yeah. blocked by Giannis. Like, yeah. that was sick. Like, I was like, oh my God, you blocked me. It's so cool. <laughs> Try not to fanboy him, but. Give yeah. um, him high fives. Yeah, I was like, great block, Giannis. <laughs> Fuck, you know, run back. <laughs> um, but you, you become a bit of a child yeah. at times because. I've idolized them my whole life and mm-hmm. you're like, fuck, I want to get there. Yeah. Got to play in Dwayne Wade's last ever game. Got to play in Dirk Nowitzki's last ever game. That's insane. Like that's, hey? yeah. Like that's, that's as you said, no one no can one, ever take away from you. You could throw me in, you know, the corner of the earth and never get home, but I could have some of these memories. Yeah. It would be, I'd be okay. After getting to spend all that time, you know, playing minutes, like you said, actually playing well and starting to get to the point where, you know, I don't know if it would have worn off in, in any way, but like kind of losing that little bit of, um, you know, super surreal moment and just starting to get to the point where you're like, I actually belong here and, and I'm playing well here. Then coming back to Australia, like what's your mindset like now? Obviously you've realized that your ceiling is so much higher than what you thought it was before. Like the amount of work and stuff you put in, you've always put in so much time and effort, but like now is there that kind of like burning kind of drive to, to realize that, you know, I, I do belong there and, something that i want to strive towards or like what's your mindset yeah i I definitely want to get back there but it's so hard um like so hard to get back in yeah you know it's it's hard to get in for the first time but it's harder to get back in and i feel like i've i've progressed so much as a player but i feel like you've got to continue to prove yourself and it's just it's hard because you sign big deals and big contracts and you kind of like that it's it's hard to kind of break a contract and say oh, okay cool we'll, we'll just go back to the NBA and see how it goes yeah can't do that you know yeah. I can't sign a two way contract I have to sign a full deal because a club some, has invested uh, so yeah. much money and time and effort and making you a marquee player and yeah the face of the organization and you're doing stuff for the NBL and yeah. you know comment you doing all these things mm-hmm. if you're gonna go back it needs to be for a full deal a full commitment yeah yeah and it's yeah. like you can't just go and sign a two-way or a 10-day mm-hmm. not until after the season's finished which yeah. we hope we can get but even then it's got of all the line yeah um so that's still a burning desire but when yeah, i came sure. back it was actually really funny because yeah i was playing a little bit over there but then the last like month and a half of the season like i got signed to minnesota, minnesota like i finished yeah. in brooklyn with three 10-day contracts uh two 10-day contracts sorry and then minnesota called up right before finals in the g league were about to start i'm like hey man uh, you want to come get a 10-day and then we'll sign for the rest of the season. I was like, fuck yeah. yeah. Sick. <laughs> Let like, me have a think about cool it. Cool as. Yeah, yeah, no worries. I'm a fully official NBA player. Yeah. Like not just 10 days. Like I've got a full remainder of the Contact. season. They sign me. So you do that and they're like, there's eight games left and that, or something. Like, I think it was eight games left and then it had to win 10 to make the finals. Mathematically impossible. Yeah, I was just going to say. So I was there's, like. There's something about that. That's not they really can't make it. So like. <laughs> They're going to bring me in. I'm going to play. They yeah. told me I'm going to play. Didn't play a single minute. Seven games, didn't play. I was like, fuck. <laughs> fuck you guys. Sick. Yeah. Could have sat in fucking Brooklyn and yeah. won a championship in the G League, which would have been sick too. Yeah. And then the last game, I play like the last five minutes of the game. And it's like, I was so deflated after that. And I was like, fuck, like I, I trained pretty well. Mm. I, I shot the ball well in training. I was being aggressive and played that last game and, you know, all of a sudden you're like, you're just not playing. Yeah. You ready? You're ready. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready. You know, you're sitting there genius yourself up. Yeah. Staying warm, Theragun and like, fuck, keep your yeah. arms warm and you don't get in. Like, yeah. Fuck. All right. Watch the film. Do the, do the, all of a sudden you just didn't play seven and a half games. Then you play the last five minutes and I was like, this is incredible. Like, yeah. 
you know, it was Dwayne Wade's last game. Like, yeah. It's, it's awesome. Man, you, you're sitting there and you're like, fuck, it's a season. Yeah. What now? What now, yeah. And I was like, well, I may as well stay over here and work out. Yeah. Hey, everyone's gone on holidays four weeks. Fuck. Can anyone work me out? Nah. Yeah. All right, right. well, everyone needs time off. Okay, so I waited about a month. Yeah. Worked out a little bit um, with anyone that was in town. Some of the boys stayed around. And then I was just chilling. Like, I was just working out, having some fun, like, mm. you know, skydive there and learn how to skydive in Minnesota, like, 30 minutes away. So I was jumping every day in the yeah. sun, just chilling. Um, and then we start training again. And I was like, I'm going to get re-signed. They were telling me I'm going to get re-signed. Didn't get re-signed. Like, Fuck, okay, well, shit. So then you, you go and you play G League, uh, you go and play Summer League. Mm -hmm. Go and play Summer League, do really well, make the grand final. We lose by like two or three. You come back and then it's like, hey, we're not going to sign you. Sorry, but we really appreciate everything. And you're like, you were basically telling me I was going to get signed. Yeah. Like my whole mindset was I'm coming back and I'm fucking kick ass next year. I'm going to I'm gonna get this much better. Yeah. Didn't happen. And I was just deflated, man. And then Southeast Melbourne, hey man, new franchise. You want to come in? Sweet, let's go. Yeah. He's what we're going to offer you. I was like, sweet. Like, yeah. <laughs> man, this is the first time in my career now that I've ever made good money. Yeah. Though all those well, years in Adelaide, off, yeah. I was never the highest paid player. Eight yeah. years. Those last couple of years, I was captain MVP of the club, fans MVP of the NBL. I was never the highest paid player. I was like sixth, seventh highest paid player. Yeah. I was not getting paid buckets of money. Yeah. I was just getting by, having a great time, getting better. Earned my keep. Did it the hard way. Bit of time in Europe. Went to the NBA. Came back. Earned my fucking deal. Yeah. You know, and that's where it's fucking like, that's tough. Yeah. And I want everyone to understand that it's not just cream on top of the cake. You yeah. got to fucking bake that shit. Put your cream on, bake another fucking cake, put that on, fucking do another one, do the outer layer, put another one on, do all the fluff, then you put the cherry on top. Yeah. And that was the beginning of starting to do the top. And I was like, now I'm getting there. What can I, like, what do I, what do I got to do? Yeah. I just realized I hadn't fucking played basketball in like three months. I hadn't played a full game in three months. Yeah. Like not even close. I came back and they're like, yeah, sweet ass, no worries. I'm going to play the first game, Melbourne v. Melbourne. Southeast Melbourne versus Melbourne United. I played like 35 minutes. <laughs> I was fucking cooked. Yeah. <laughs> I was so out of shape. I hadn't been in game shape. I was bullshitting my way to winning that game and yeah. playing really well. But that was kind of the bar I set was yeah. like, I'm going to go out and that's, that's minimum standard. That's bare minimum, you know. And it was an MVP performance on the night. Yeah. You know, you have... 20, 30 odd points, you hit a bunch of threes, you're making plays, dunks, crowd's going crazy, win, awesome. And that's the standard now. Yeah. That's where the bar's set for me. And I think that's where my next few years, I've been able to progress every year. Yeah, for sure. Because I set, that was the minimum standard yeah. required to yeah. even enter the court. That's it, man. And we're what, season four now um, with Phoenix and, and tough run through the end of the season, but definitely um, fucking looking forward to these next few games, man, in particular. But... Mate, you are uh, fucking, I don't even know what to say. Like, I think, as I said, particularly growing up with you and seeing how much you've improved and just seeing all the stuff you've achieved over the years, it's just fucking awesome. And I'm super pumped to still be part of it. And, um, I mean, we, I could literally sit here and just talk to you all day. There was so much other shit I want to talk about, but I got too excited with the NBA stuff. <laughs> um, and, um, but yeah, man, thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. And like I said, we'll, we'll get you back on for a fifth time very no, soon but um good luck for the rest of the season it's been a pleasure helping you out again this season and um i think that's the other thing though that people may not understand is you where you grow up is where you got to always hold your ties to and yeah I've never sure. let it get away from me because i understand and i ground myself to people who have worked just as hard as me yeah. to be just as successful in other fields yeah and i think you take away a 
a lot from yourself to put this podcast around me but people need to understand the greatness they have in a connection with you and the fitness and lifestyle podcast is one thing but Danny Kennedy as a trainer and a mentor is just as beneficial as anything else that I do off court you know to train to prepare to recover to better my skill set to better myself so I think people need to understand that like I'm signed up to your app. My sister's signed up to your app. <laughs> like I put people to you yeah. all the time because of how good you are. And all of my strength, my conditioning, most of my rehab, all my gym programs, they're all monitored through the app, through the weights, through the reps, through the comments, everything. Your check-ins two, three times a week. Every game you're checking in. It's a consistency of excellence, not just with myself, but with the people around me that helps you become successful. And it doesn't just happen overnight. It took me 11, 12, 13 years to mm. be as an MVP candidate yeah. in the NBL. That's just one phase of my life. But now it's about learning how to transition my life now, using the people around me to help better myself, better you, better everyone in here. But I think people need to understand the greatness I have with a connection with you and, uh, and a resource. Mm. And I urge people to use it because if you look at me and find any of this motivating or helpful at all or insightful, fucking great. But understand, I get a lot of this shit from you. So I need to say thank you to you for keeping me fucking that. fit and healthy <laughs> and in the greatest shape I've been in in my career, playing at the level I do because without that, I wouldn't be at that level and I wouldn't be as consistent as I have been. So I appreciate you and the time you give me. Um, and to both say we're from Horsham, we've grown up together and, and to be able to both share in each other's um achievements mm. and continue to grow together i think that's probably the most special thing about everything it's very special no it's epic man i appreciate that a lot um yeah thank you man but thanks everyone who was tuned in and make sure you uh you follow along with the rest of the phoenix season this year hopefully um we see you you guys go all the way um i'm keen to get to a few more games at john kane so if you could just win a few more games that'd be yeah, good for so you man I'll talk to the boys. Um, but everyone who tuned in thanks so much for listening guys really appreciate it um make sure you jump on socials and give creaky a follow if you're not already um but yeah thanks again for coming in brother appreciate that and Thank for you. everyone who's enjoyed the episode take a screenshot of this one share it on your story tag myself tag mitch and of course follow along with the rest of the nbl season um and thanks for tuning in 